0: W H H H F M Speedway w 2 cm
1: Available on HP It's the moment
0: y'all been waiting for Broadcasting from the Isaacs and Isaacs WeWin.com Injury Lawyer Studio It's the show where Indy comes to top Open lines With Indy's newsman Cameron Riddle one, one, two, two,
2: three, three. Hold
0: up
1: Good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Roto, coming to you live from the 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9 studios in downtown Indianapolis on this Sunday, August 28th, 2022. Glad you have finally switched over to the new frequency of 100.9 for all of our Hot 96.3 listeners. Uh, there's a message that keeps replaying, reminding you to come on over to the new Hot 100.9. And we're glad that you made it because uh, we have a great we have. A great show for you here today. Uh, Coming up at the bottom of the hour, around 8.30, we will introduce you to Hamilton County's very first HBCU College Fair. Some schools that you probably would not have bet are doing this are actually behind this. That's Carmel Clay, Noblesville, and Hamilton Southeastern. We'll tell you why they're doing it, how you can win some prizes, how you can get a chance to win a scholarship, and of course, when and where you need to be there to get all of this information that they have for you. An HBCU College Fair happening right here in central Indiana will have the details on where you need to be and when coming up around 8:30. This morning we'll start the show though with talking about clinical trials. Now That means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. For some, it's like, hey, that's how I make a quick uh, couple bucks, you know, doing a clinical trial, trying out something. And for others, it's like, I would not dare let somebody experiment on me. So what is actually a clinical trial? What do they do? Why are they needed? And is that something you should look into? Or is it something you should run from? There is an event coming up that will explain all of that um but we're giving you a preview here this morning on open lines our good friend Joan is standing by to talk to us about that all that is coming up it's going to be a great day here in india today it is already warm and almost about 75 degrees out there today we're expecting a high of 91 uh degrees i think that's too hot to go cut the grass i'm always looking for an excuse not to go cut the grass and i don't think we're gonna do it today maybe we'll try tomorrow uh, Miss Phyllis and them already have got their grass cut next door, so I don't know. We'll have to step it up. Great day here on Sunday. Let's get right into uh, Open Lines on this Sunday, August uh, 28th. So as I was saying, clinical trials, um, you know, I know a lot of people may be interested in those because the money that comes with it and then others, it's like, hey, you won't experiment on me. We, we, we just came through uh, COVID, which for a while, you know, actually was a big clinical trial. Uh, and so... We all know the the public debate about that. But there is an event coming up, uh, Aware for All, here in Indianapolis. It's a free event open to the public on September 14th from 5 to 8, and it's at Ivy Tech Community College right downtown. The event is tailored to the Indianapolis community. It will feature local clinical trial participants, healthcare professionals, and exhibiting organizations that are going to be offering free healthcare screenings, among other things. This is all an effort to increase the diversity in clinical trials and bring together a a unique group of health educators and participants who are going to talk about clinical trials, I guess the pros and the cons. Um, And of course, we need clinical trials at the basis, but it's always like, find somebody else. Yes, I'll look at those details. I'll find somebody else for that clinical trial, just not me. So to clear up exactly um, what some clinical trials are and what's behind it and and what they truly are is Joan A. Chambers. She is the senior director, of marketing for, senior director of marketing and outreach for the Center for Information and Study on Clinical Research Participation, or as they call it, C-script. Did I say it right there, Joan, or CSCRIPT?
3: Yes, you did, Cameron. CSCRIPT. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here live on the show this morning. Clinical trials. Um, there's, like I've been saying, there's usually two ways that. People know of them. It's either something where you can get uh, some cash for participating or something you would never dare to dream undoing. What is a clinical trial, really?
3: Well, it's actually both. So thank you, Cameron, for having me participate in the show. And happy Sunday, everyone. Um, hope everyone's enjoying their weekend. Um, you're absolutely right, Cameron. You know, clinical trials, You there are some clinical trials that you can participate in that will provide a level of uh, compensation for you. There are some clinical trials that you know, you are really helping um, not only yourself, but really participating for future generations. And then there's, the, there's clinical trials that really help um, people with specific medical conditions, diseases, as another healthcare option. And so let me just frame a little bit of um, this conversation. Um, if you think back, and if you think about it, when you walk into a grocery store, a pharmacy, you know, you see all these different treatments and um, pain relievers, um, you know, cough, cough medicine, cold medicine, and if you really truly think about it, each one of those items that you are seeing on the shelves went through a clinical trial and actually had someone participate in that clinical trial in order to be able to have these treatments on the shelves that's helping us today but then also helping you know our future generations um down the road so that's kind of like that aha moment of like you're walking in you're you're picking something up you're buying it and it's really thinking wow this actually went through a clinical trial and someone actually participated in it to help us bring it and have available today for
1: us so uh, you, so you're hosting an event coming up here uh, yes. next month. Tell us what was mm-hmm. the reasoning for hosting that event.
3: Sure. So we want to um, bring the Journey to Better Health Aware for All to Indianapolis, to the Indianapolis community, at, as you said, at the Ivy Tech Community College. And we really want to um, share information about clinical trials, just building that awareness and, you know, really kind of help. You know, the community members understand more about clinical trials. Maybe they have questions. Maybe there's a little bit of that anxiety, fear factor of, like, well, I'm not quite sure what they're about. You know, I really don't want to be, you know, as you said, Cameron, earlier, uh, I don't want to be participating and considered a guinea pig. That's not, not, not what a clinical trial is all about. So this community event is an opportunity for members to come in at 5 o'clock meet with local community organizations like Franciscan Health, Indiana Donor Network, you know women in motion, um, the Jason Foundation. so there we have several different organizations where you could come in speak with these local organizations about you know just general health care, learn what resources they have, but then also, receive, you know, free health screenings because Franciscan Health is providing vaccinations, flu, hepatitis A and B, pneumonia, and HPV. But really then having a, an opportunity to hear from Lena Harvey, she's from the Martin Center. She's a patient advocate for sickle cell and other healthcare professionals within the organiza- within the community so that your again, meeting local organizations, having that level of engagement, but then hearing from Lena, from healthcare professionals, personal experiences of like what really goes into a clinical trial. You know, what made, what were those decisions that led you or those questions that led you to participate in a clinical trial? Um, So we're all about building awareness. This is why we're coming into the Indianapolis community. We're so excited to be Um, coming on September 14th just to, you know, provide information, um, provide a foundation to help people become more informed. And if you decide to participate in a clinical trial, you know, you have more of that, you know, information at your fingertips.
1: So, Joan, obviously there's going to be skepticism with a clinical trial. I mean, it's literally Mm -hmm. a clinical trial. So that's going to come with it. But what are the pros Of participating in a clinical trial and why should people do it?
3: Well, that's a great question. So, the pros, again, I mean, you're participating in a clinical trial, you have access to healthcare professionals where they're, you know, you're visiting them, um, excuse me, you're visiting them either at the site, at the research site, or in a virtual capacity, but there's constant, you know, monitoring to make sure that you're. You know, participate that you're doing well in the clinical trial. If you start to have a side effect, you need to address that, and the healthcare professional will make the appropriate, um, you know, decision to remove you from the clinical trial. As I said, and you mentioned, there might be a level of compensation um, for a specific clinical trial, but then also you're helping to bring potentially that treatment to. Um, the FDA approval to market. So down the road, it may be helping you because you're participating in it. It might be helping your condition, um, but then also you're helping bring that treatment to help other, uh, you know, other people within the community, within the world. Uh, so uh, I'm
1: going to open this up to, to to callers who may have some thoughts about um clinical trials and I especially want to know if you've ever participated in one and of course if you will not participate in one i'd mm-hmm. love to know why because it's all legit uh 317-239-9696 317-239-9696 i know a lot of it's going to be uh conspiracy and then of course there's things that have actually happened uh in particularly in particular to black people with um uh the tuskegee experiment um mm-hmm. and so there is there there is a lot of hesitation um with clinical trials, but does every medication that is on store shelves or that you can get, does everything go through a clinical trial? It,
3: the, the medication, yes, would go through a clinical trial. Okay. And, and to your point, too, there is a level, level of skepticism, um, historic events, Mm-hmm. and but that is why we have the FDA and we have institutional review boards to have the safeguards put in place that unfortunately were not potentially put in place many years ago and so the industry does
1: recognize
3: that and so there are those guidelines the, the safeguards in place in order to prevent um, what happened historically happening again.
1: Let me ask you, the phones are uh, blowing up now, so let me ask oh. you this. I was listening to, um, there was a story about about Dr. Fauci, and a lot of people, of course, know Dr. Fauci from COVID, but uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Fauci's been in the game for a long time, for I think five, five it's either five or seven different presidents. Um, and so through that time, he started with, in the HIV-AIDS epidemic, and, um, and in that, people were upset with Dr. Fauci because they would not let people who actually um, were affected participate in a lot of clinical trials. And so that that started the, the turn of people who actually are going through what the medication is for should get to participate in the clinical trial. Uh, and so I guess the question for you is, what groups of people, or I guess, let me ask, does that still remain, that if if you've got a clinical trial for breast cancer, don't you want a person with breast cancer to participate in that trial still? And that's a hypothetical.
3: Right, that's a hypothetical. Um, yes, however, let me... Um Let me just say, based on the clinical trial that um, would be conducted, there are specific um, inclusion and exclusion criteria based on what the pharmaceutical company is trying to do with that uh, specific treatment. And so there is that level of certain patient population that, we would need in a a study, but again, we want to be mindful that how the protocol is is drafted and written to also protect certain people that, you know, if they do participate in a clinical trial, that they aren't included, that might impact them negatively. So there is that, you know, list of inclusion, exclusion criteria just to protect uh, potential participants.
1: All right, let's go to the phones, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Let's start with line three. Good morning. Who's this?
4: Hey, Cameron. How you doing this morning?
1: I'm good. Good morning, Paul.
4: Greetings to your guest and everybody that's listening. I'm kind of curious about uh, these clinical trials. I know back in the day they used to pay up from 30000 to some, in some cases, $100,000 for these clinical trials because these pharmaceutical companies make all these billions and billions of dollars. Is the goal here to uh, make medications that actually cure? or is this goal is to uh, suppress the disease? I, w- I want to know what is the purpose now of the clinical trials or which, which you what you guys go what's your goal, what you're going for?
1: That's my question. Thanks for the question, Paul. Mm-hmm. Great.
3: That's a great question, Paul. Um, and again, our organization, is, you know, really just to build the awareness about clinical trials and um, what you would need to know to, you know, potentially participate. But that is a great question. And um, unfortunately, I'm going to need to probably not comment on that. However, Paul, if you are in the Indianapolis community, which I think you are, I think that that would be a wonderful question to be able to bring to the September 14th event. And I will be at the September 14th event, and I would love to meet you. 317-239-9696,
1: 317-239-9696. Yeah, if there's a question she can't answer here today or don't have all the information, uh, come to the September 14th event, um, and you can continue to a- ask those questions. But the phone lines are still open, 317-239-9696. Call her on line one. Good morning. Who's this?
2: Uh, Cameron, I like it when you have promoters on. You know what? <laughs> they need to promote stop eating garbage, stop sitting around all the time, stop drinking Pepsi and Mountain Dew, and you'll be a lot better. I mean, I, I don't blame people for uh, promoting their, their product, but that's what she's doing. She's trying to sell something, and if people are out there that are suffering from some sickness or disease, they need to adhere to their own self-control and stop being gluttons and eating garbage because I think that's the most thing that's happening in the black community. People are being gluttoned and they're getting all this fat and weight on them and being sluggish, you're going to be sick. And you know what? One other thing, Cameron, uh, Indigo should be ashamed of themselves for hiring all these overweight women, having them sitting in that bunch scrunched all day with a face mask on. And, you know, I think what they're doing is is they have a life insurance policy as a part of their employment. So uh, after they uh, beat them into the test, then they collect. So, it's a bad thing, but you know what's happening with all these job fairs and everything else. Do you people ever ride the bus, in? Larry? Uh, yeah, well, I'm sorry, sorry. You, Cameron, no, you, no, no. I'm just, got, I'm just,
1: I'm, I'm just telling you from what you just said. You know, the I bus drivers do again. they do listen to the radio, and I don't I think know, you're going to be I getting a ride.
2: Of, I know all the bus drivers, right? I know every one of them. But mm-hmm. the thing with what she's doing is that she's getting people that are infirmed. And overweight on these buses, sitting scrunched up all day with no opportunity to use the bathroom. And I know she be ashamed of herself. She's cut off the bathrooms downtown, and
1: the bathrooms are back open.
2: About well, I'm sorry I'm going off topic, but it all comes together, Cameron, because this lady you have on today is a promoter, like Billy Mays or Chef Tony or somebody. She's promoting something. She's being paid to do that. People have to uh, understand what they're getting when they get these infomercials and uh, just not uh, put that much weight behind them because we're getting duped a lot of times by promotions just like we did by Indigo or IPS raising their tax. The promoters came on, the promoters had a good line, we fell for it, and now you can't go anywhere to get any relief from it. So. We just need to think about that. We need to think about what we're doing. And I've got to send you a copy of uh, the right. ugly email that Tony Mason sent me. Okay. it's really ugly. He's threatening me. Okay, you so I'm f- gonna send you a copy of that.
1: All right, you forwarded it to me. That's cool. But you be you better be careful if you ride the bus because these bus drivers are gonna close the door and pull off on you. I uh, I know the bus
2: driver. I, would, I, I know wouldn't let you on. You
1: come talking about me like
2: that. I don't. Hey, I don't. I don't care because it's the truth. <laughs> it's right, the truth. Larry. What they're doing. That's physical anatomy. All common, right. Thanks, Larry. All right.
1: By three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six. Now we know what's on Larry's mind here this morning. Three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six. 239 9696 Joan, so on yes. September 14th, um, tell us who will be in the room and who can answer questions.
3: So in the room, um, there will be myself and some Sisko staff, uh, Lena Harvey, as I mentioned, from the Martin Center. And she is such a, a passionate Uh, patient advocate, and she will be able to speak about her experience with sickle cell disease um, because she mentioned to us that, uh, you know, there's over 1,600 unique people with sickle cell in in Indiana, which um, I was surprised at that high statistic, Um, and then there will be some healthcare professionals that we're still um, trying to confirm for that evening, and uh, Franciscan Health will be there as well, as I mentioned, Cameron, to be able to provide some of the um, free health screenings and vaccinations for community members.
1: Joan, the event is September 14th from 5 to 8 at Ivy Tech Community College in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, Again, 5 to 8, September 14th, which is, uh, what day of the week is that? That is
3: actually a Wednesday. Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. And you know, let me just say for all the in, for all the community members, all the wonderful radio listeners today. Um, if you'd like some more information, feel free to visit our website. It's awareforall.org. That's A-W-A-R-E-F-O-R-A-L-L.org. org. And um, there's a list of uh, community organizations exhibiting there. I can you know rattle them off but there's there's definitely over over 20 and i know that uh we have limited time on this wonderful radio interview today
1: all right joan i will have to come check you out on september 14th from 5 to 8 at ivy tech community college joan chambers is the senior director of marketing and outreach at syscript joan thanks so much for coming on the show and getting us informed
3: cameron thank you so much enjoy your sunday everyone And look forward to meeting you, Cameron. Hopefully you'll be able to join us on September 14th, as well as your radio listeners, um, as I'll be there to uh, meet everyone.
1: All right. we'll And looking
3: forward to Indianapolis. Thank Uh, you.
1: All right. We'll stay in touch with how things go along. Thank you so much. All All right. right. Take care. Still to come here on the show, here in a couple of minutes toward the bottom of the hour, we will be talking about college. What a week it's been to talk about college and money. Um, A a lot of us have – Student loans that have been forgiven now, uh, thanks to the uh, White House administration of President Joe Biden, uh, who has, and for some folks, wiped out ten thousand dollars in debt. For those of us that includes me who have Pell grants, uh, up to twenty thousand dollars. So woohoo! Of course, a lot of people um, are upset that student loans have been forgiven, um, but at the same time, as if you if you're on Twitter. You should check out the White House um, Twitter page because all of the political folks, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, the Mitch McConnells of the world, who have been complaining that people are getting their student loan debt wiped out, they pulled the receipts of who all got a PPP loan which were forgiven, um, and it's hundreds of thousands of dollars per individual. Um, so there's a lot of hypocrisy out there. And so maybe we'll have some time at the end of the show to talk about, um, student loans, but maybe there'll be a chance for you to avoid student loans altogether, because as you know, a lot of schools just give out scholarships and there is an opportunity coming up in town for you to get a scholarship with the Hamilton County, uh, Historically Black College College Fair that is coming up, and it is being hosted by Noblesville Schools, Carmel Clay Schools, and Hamilton Southeastern. So they have opportunities for, obviously, you to be exposed to uh, some historically black colleges and universities, but also some chances for you to win some prizes and some chances for you to get in line for a chance to win a scholarship. So uh, we will have some folks Uh, from Hamilton County, coming up here on the show to give you all of the details about what you need to know, where you need to be, and why it is they are doing it. All of that is coming up here in just a few moments here on Open Lines. Keep your phones ready. Go to the bathroom. We'll be right back. we got more information. We're giving out money here. We've got chances for money and a different view at some different places of education that, otherwise wouldn't get to shine, especially in Hamilton County. We'll talk about why they're doing all of this coming up. More open lines right here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9.
2: W-H-H-F-M, Speedway, w 286 Available on H eight- 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 <laughs> D. drop
0: this. the moment y'all waiting for. Broadcasting it. from the Isaacs and Isaacs. WeWin.com, Injury Lawyer Studio. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle.
1: And welcome back to Open Lines with Cameron Riddle here on Hot 100.9 and 106.7 WTLC. As I said this week, we've talked a lot about college and student loans and so much more. Congratulations to anybody who's was forgiven. Congratulations to those who've already paid them off. May we all at some point be debt free. There is an event here in central Indiana that is coming up and I know these folks want you to be debt free, but they are also wanting to expose Central Indiana to a different set of schools. Now, of course, we've got some great schools here in Indiana. Ball State alum right here, chirp, chirp. We've got Indiana University, Purdue University, Indiana State University, Southern Indiana University, whatever it is, IUPUI is going to be called here soon. Of course, you've got Notre Dame up north, DePauw, Franklin, so many schools, but there are so much more that you can see and that you can experience outside of Indiana, including with the historically black colleges and universities of this nation. And that's maybe not something that everybody gets exposed to. It wasn't something that I got exposed to Um, while my education at Ball State was great. We know that there is something special about the HBCUs. Um, And so that is why I presume uh, three of the largest school districts here in central Indiana and the state as well are hosting the first ever historically black college and university college fair. It is some schools that I bet some of you would not have, you wouldn't put money if I told you down, if I told you if it was Carmel Clay Schools, Noblesville Schools, and Hamilton Southeastern as your host. If you didn't put money down on that bet, you would have lost this morning because those are three school districts who we've previously talked about in the last year who have said they want to do more with equity and and inclusion and diversity. Um, And in many respects, they are doing just that as they are now hosting the very first ever HBCU career fair, college fair, that is, in Hamilton County to talk about that. On our live line right now is Nataki Pettigrew. She is the Chief Equity and Inclusion Officer for Hamilton Southeastern and Tom Ostrike. He is the Assistant Superintendent at Carmel Clay Schools. They are both on our live line this morning. Nataki, Tom, good morning. Good
0: morning. Good morning. Thank you for having
1: us. Thank you guys for coming on the show to tell us about um, this, this awesome event. Is It's obvious. Um, obviously, this is something that is new. And for a lot of people, they're like, wait, what school is doing this? Tell us why you guys are doing this.
5: Yeah, so, well, good morning, first of all. Um, so, our three districts, uh, Noblesville, Carmel Clay, Hamilton Southeastern, we really want to just make sure that students have access to all options, post-secondary options, HBCUs included, um, because we recognize that the experience at an HBCU is really second to none. And so, um, in conversations with my counterpart over at Noblesville, Shirley, my counterpart at Carmel Clay, Terry, we talk a lot about helping kids find their place. And, you know, as an educator, you know, club or athletic team, orchestra, but we spend a great deal of time and resources as educators, helping kiddos find their place. And so this fair is really just another opportunity for students to find their place and and to learn that if the school that's, that's being showcased at the fair could be their place. And so as, kiddos are considering some higher education options we wanted to make sure they had access to hbcus because we understand they are great institutions of learning
1: i am a firm believer that you cannot um know about something or see yourself in something until you're exposed to it until you see what it's about or till you see somebody like yourself in that position tom for you guys at carmel clay schools why did you guys jump on and get involved with this
0: We think it is so important to promote choices uh, for all of our students about their post-secondary options. Um, If you take Carmel, we serve 16,000 students. Of those 16,000 students, 4,800 of them come from diverse backgrounds. So it's important to provide opportunities for all of our students, no matter what their background is. And what an awesome, awesome opportunity to have a plethora of HBCUs come to Hamilton County, to Carmel High School, and be featured for all students of Hamilton County and really in the area. It's free for everyone, open to everyone, and it will be so wonderful for these HBCUs to be able to showcase what they have to offer to our students here in central Indiana.
1: I'm not sure if there's anything besides, you know, like the Circle City Classic and the obvious times. I don't know that any school districts have pulled together to highlight Uh, HBCUs in in central Indiana have you guys heard of anything like that before
5: yeah so I mean many of the um, township schools as well um, have HBCU fairs Mm -hmm. Um, but I think this is with it being really a focus on Hamilton County and coming together to have a collective um, approach to it I think that's a little bit different
1: so why um, how does this fall? in? let me, cause the phones are starting to ring by the way. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Nataki and Tom, both of your school districts have, uh, made a commitment to more inclusion, to more equity, more diversity. How does, um, having an HBCU college fair fall right into what part of your mission is as, as a school district now?
0: Oh, I think well, it's, it's perfect. Okay, oh, go ahead. Go time. ahead, Dr. Pettigrew.
5: Well, I I was just going to say that when we think about really our goal as a school district, access and opportunity is very important. But when we look at even our teachers, you know, I used to teach English. And many of some of the great people that we talk about attended an HBCU. And so we talk about, for example, um, Alice Walker. Alice Walker attended Spelman. When we talk about Langston Hughes, he attended Lincoln. And as we have learned more about Katherine Johnson, which I didn't know about her coming through school, who was featured in Hidden
2: Figures,
5: Mm -hmm. she attended West Virginia State University. So there's a lot of greatness in HBCUs and a big, you know, a huge goal for all of our school districts, all schools in general, is to provide students with as many options as possible. And what to say for HBCUs that you can be a part of? Let's show you what. Um, what the legacy is about and so that's important for us but Tom what were you going to say?
0: Well just to piggyback on that um, we are also making it a priority for Carmel Clay Schools and I know HSE is doing the same to we want to bring diverse teachers to Carmel Clay Schools and so Terry Roberts Leonard our equity and inclusion officer and I recruiting at some of our CUs to try to bring some diverse teachers to Um, teach here at Carmel Clay Schools and so the fact that we can bring these HBCUs so our students can see them and have the opportunity to talk with them and possibly attend uh, their universities in the future is uh, such a positive for our community.
1: We're getting some phone calls coming in at 317-239-9696. Before I answer the phones, uh, can you guys give us the details on when the event is, what time, where it is, who can come?
0: Absolutely. So it is going to be on Thursday, September 8th from 6 to 8 p.m. at Carmel High School in our Freshman Cafeteria. So if you uh, head on over to the west side of the building, we have lots of construction going on right now in that area. uh, But go ahead, park by door 13 on the west side of the building. Freshman Cafeteria is over at door 16 right around the corner, uh, free, open to the public. We'll have plenty of parking. And it'll be a great opportunity with numerous HBCUs, HBCUs that'll be in attendance.
1: All right, let me go to the phones. 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, Cameron. Hello. Hello. Larry. I'm sorry. No, no. You already but got I, in. You no, know. no. Larry, you already got in today. And last week, somehow, my man got in three times. And no. Uh, Caller online, too. Good morning. Who's this?
6: Good morning. Um, I was just calling because I need to speak with someone at the radio station. Regarding? My
1: tickets. All right. Call us back on Monday during business hours. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. I'm clearing out all the phone lines. Now you can call back and try again. Um... Nataki and Tom, uh, what has been the response that you have gotten from your community about hosting an HBCU college fair?
5: Yeah, so the response has been overwhelming. Um, So many positive thoughts about just this as an opportunity. Um, So we have so many people, you know, just yesterday, an email from, Um, a college that said, we want to participate um, as well in the HBCU Fair and HBCU. So just that we are bringing this as an opportunity, you know, people are saying, yes, this is something that we want to see. Because as we talk about academics and the importance of making sure that students have an option, whether it's college, whether it is a career, whether it is the military service, this is just one option. And so everyone that we have talked to has been so thrilled who have this HBCU fair and looking forward to bringing their kiddos
1: to the fair? 317 239 9696. Caller online, too. Good morning. Who's this?
0: Uh, this is Nico from Fishers, Indiana. Nico, good morning. How you doing? I I'm good. This.
2: This is, I'm glad I woke up and went to the store and heard about this. I'm definitely going to bring my kids and spread the word. So, September 8th, right?
1: Tom, what was that date?
0: That's correct. Thursday, September 8th, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Carmel High School in the freshman cafeteria.
2: Perfect. Putting on my
0: calendar, and I'll definitely spread the word. I coach a Fisher's basketball travel team for my a sixth graders. so i spread the word.
1: Hey, we appreciate you spreading the word and listening to the show and calling in. Thank you, Nico.
2: Thanks, Thanks a lot. Take care. Hey,
0: if I may, if I may add, uh, that's perfect with uh, Nico calling in. Don't just bring your high school students, bring your middle school students, bring mm. those fourth and fifth grade students so they can be exposed to the HBCUs that are coming to Hamilton County so they can see what's available to them in the future. This is not just for juniors, seniors. This is for everybody. This is for the whole family.
1: Maybe maybe Nico can bring the uh, travel team uh, to the event as well. <laughs> 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this?
7: This is Paula Gilliam ca- calling in from Noblesville. Well, good morning. i glad to hear, and I listen to you every Sunday, faithfully. Thank you. Anytime you have black information, by being in Noblesville, WTLOC was our first station. Well, thank
1: you. Glad so, you're listening.
7: Uh, by being from Noblesville in Hamilton County, make sure that they get it. Uh, the news to all the other schools: Sheridan, uh, um, Hamilton Heights. There's other schools that are smaller, but they do have some blacks in different schools. Because I was a single parent and raised my kids. Two of my kids are military. They went. That's how they got to go to college. They went, but uh, that's the reason why they went to college because couldn't afford to send them to regular um me to afford uh, to send them to school. But I'm glad that they're doing this, but hopefully this is not a one time deal. And make sure you get it out to all the schools because if they can't, if their parents can't they work, make sure they get the information so they can contact.
1: Thank you so much.
7: You're welcome.
1: Three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Oh, I think I hung up on them. Sorry, call me back. 317-239-9696. Nataki and Tom, obviously you've got some folks up in Hamilton County who are listening, and they are excited to hear about the efforts that the school districts are putting uh, together. But you can also be from Indianapolis and, and on the Marion County side of 96th Street, and you're still welcome to this event. Yes. So
5: everyone is welcome. We have spread the word with an um, and, and there are schools that we probably should spread the word with, but we have spread the word with the majority of the schools in Marion County, Hamilton County. Um, we shared it with their um, with my counterparts in those districts, as well as some of the teachers and administrators. And so we have shared the word. And, and I do want to also point out that, you know, we understand how HBCUs were founded. I'm the product of parents that went to Classroom University in South Carolina. So HBCUs, we know how they were founded. But one of the things that we've noticed you know, over time, is that they also proudly graduate students of different races. And so some of the latest data showed us in 2020 that there were about 24 percent of students at HBCUs that were non-black students. And so just pointing out that HBCUs are a place for everyone. And so for everyone to come out and take a look.
1: Let me go to another call. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hello. You're live on the air.
5: Hi, Cam, this is your mother, and I'm calling because I want to ask a question.
7: I want to know, like with HBCUs, when you don't have –
5: a lot of times you don't have enough financial aid to go, because I know um, people who were looking into going, but there's not enough aid to actually pay for the out-of-state tuition.
1: Well, thanks. And I knew it was you when you said Cam, my eyes jumped up. I knew exactly who it was. was like, why is she calling? Okay. Uh thanks, Mom. <laughs> Tom Nataki. Hello. Yeah. Go ahead. So what Tom Nataki to you. Go ahead.
5: Well, I was gonna say to that question, so we will have um, also other organizations on hand that, that deal with the financial aid component. And so parents will be able to get information about how to access the best financial aid or scholarship for their child.
1: All right. If you have more information ahead of um, the event on September 8th, how can people, uh, do they need to register? Do they need to say they're coming? Do you just show up?
5: You just show up. So there is no registration at all. Um, just show up and come as you are. No dress requirement. You know, we know some students will be coming from sports or coming from practices. So just are and um, no registration required.
1: All right, one more call before we go. Caller on line one. Who's this?
0: Hey, how you doing? This is Kevin.
1: Good morning, Kevin. You're live on the air.
0: I'm doing well. Hey, uh, Taki, I think I think you may be family. I think your husband's name starts with a J. But I, I, so I will reach out to you. My daughter uh, Kendall, she's a, a junior. She just transferred from Franklin over to Kentucky State. Is there any money out there for uh, for her that she can come to this program?
5: So she's already at an HBCU.
0: She's just she's a transfer this year, her first year.
5: Yeah. So so this is for high for high school, middle school, elementary. However, okay. I do um, know program Organizations that have money available for students that are in HBCUs, can you email me um, in Pedagrew at hsc.k12.iam.us? It's on our webpage, and I will give okay. that information to you.
1: Okay, I, I will reach out to you.
5: Thank you so much.
1: All right, see, All right, it never you. never hurts to ask the question. So, if you have questions, if you're just curious, you need to be at Carmel High School September 8th at what time? 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Nataki and Tom, thank you so much for coming on, telling us what you guys in Hamilton County, Noblesville, Hamilton Southeastern, and Carmel Clay Schools are up to. And I guess while you're here, I assume everybody's hiring, right?
0: We're absolutely. always hiring, absolutely.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you need everything from what, teachers to bus drivers to support staff and everything in between? 100%. All right. More jobs out there. We can talk about that for another show as the report has come out recently about, of course, how many openings there are in school districts across the country and, of course, right here in central Indiana. So to learn more about that as well as uh, HBCUs and how you can get involved, how you can learn more, even if you're just a little bit curious, Carmel High School is where you need to be on September 8th. Tom and Itaki, thank you so much for calling into the show. Appreciate you.
5: All right. Have a good one.
1: All right. With our last 10 minutes of the show, we're going to have open lines. I'm going to open the phone lines up right now. I'm going to clear all the phone lines out. Uh, and you can call, and I'll give you the floor till we go off the air at 9 o'clock. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. I'll start by asking uh, this question. You can bring whatever it is you want to bring to the floor. But uh, the student loan business, a lot of people are upset that student loans are being wiped out. I saw countless Uh, Facebook posts from people saying how dare they I paid off my student loans and now people are just getting to have them wiped away for free on the flip side I've seen people say I can't believe this weight is being lifted off my shoulders I've seen people post how they have paid paid off they've paid their entire they've paid everything that they borrowed they repaid it and now they still owe more. Uh, because of the high interest rates. And so this is like it's a burden that never, ever will go away. So the phone lines are open, 317-239-9696. We're still at 9696, but we're on the radio at 100.9 and 106.7. 317-239-9696. The phone lines are open for open lines for whatever is on your mind this morning until we go off the air in about 11 minutes. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this?
4: Hey, Cameron. I'm, I'm back. I'm gonna give you uh,
1: 30 seconds because I already hung up on Larry today, so I can't pick
4: favorites. Uh, okay, but I just I just wanted to give the other half of uh, what we were talking about earlier in the show. Great show, by the way.
1: Thank you. Uh,
4: I just wanted people to know that I, I went to one of those studies that paid thirty thousand dollars for the blood pressure medicine, and I had a cousin that worked there for one of the doctors, and she really didn't want me to take uh, to to sacrifice myself. Mm-hmm. For money, and so forty years later, I got three horse stints in i had, I take two different types of blood uh, uh, pressure medication and some other medications. All I want to point out is is that Larry said one thing, we have a lot of poisons in our food, and these are the things that are causing all of these diseases and stuff. so we just I just want to see people that's going to start coming in and taking some of the real stuff away so that we can leave uh, live healthier lives. So thank you. for the second time.
1: All right, thank you. No, I, that's, that's, you didn't. You didn't call here talking about bus drivers being fat because you know I'm a bus driver and I'm a little little heavy in some places too. But you know you can't call in here and then expect to get on again. But thank you, Paul.
4: Oh, appreciate <laughs> it, man. Great show, Cameron.
1: Thank you, thank you. Three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six. Caller online too. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hello. You're live on the air. Oh hi.
6: Uh, my name is Rakia. Hi Rakia. Uh, uh, Hi. Um, I'm, I'm calling two parts. I caught the tail end of what the last gentleman said.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: And one thing I started doing a lot of um, was changing a lot of my foods to organic.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, it, it's a little expensive, but once you get into the habit of doing it, um, it becomes a, a part of your lifestyle, so um that is one suggestion I can make. That way you, you know exactly what um types of foods um or what types of um you know, chemicals are not you know, going into your food because a lot of our food that we do eat on the regular, you know, is really highly saturated with a lot of um um uh, those chemicals mm-hmm. that um Preservatives, you know, pesticides and everything. Pesticides, yeah. Mm-hmm the pesticides to keep, you know, the um, keep them, you know, fresh, keep the other animals and stuff uh, from getting to them and you know, eat for mass production. So that's what I try to do is um, do that and eat on local, you know, because um, our bodies, because of the location that we are in, are used to the climate that we are in, are used to local food. Versus if somebody was in California, they would be that would be their their food of origin because their body would be susceptible to it because mm-hmm. they're in California and they're used to a certain amount of you know body heat and and because the temperature climate, but because we have a seasons where we have all four seasons and it cycles, our bodies are adjusted to that. So eating foods that are specific to your um, your origin. Um, is really healthy for you and minimizing those foods, you know, those comfort foods. So there's a lot of good food options out here that you can choose from to eat healthy. You can always have those moments where you want to splurge. Nobody's perfect, but nonetheless, um, you know, just trying to make conscious decisions about what you're eating. Everything you put in your mouth, think, Mm
1: -hmm. why am I
6: doing this? Mm -hmm. Am I doing this for my gratification? hmm Am I doing this out of emotion? Why am I doing it? And just think about it. You know, same as with your kids. You know, you can give your kids really good, healthy healthy options, you know, without feeling like you have to give them preservatives or additives and everything like that. You know, instead of giving them Aid, you know, give them flavored juice. You know, get lemons, get blueberries, you know, put it in the, um, you know, squeeze the juice out, let them shake it up, you know, and put it in there. So they get adjusted to just drinking water with maybe strawberries. And so yeah. that natural preservatives are, are, are come from that food. You know, you can do that, ice it up, and your kids will be adjusted. So when they get a certain age, you know, my son was funny how we we're making this conversation, was telling me, Mom, you know, how do you make Kool-Aid? I said, I haven't made Kool-Aid in so long, I forgot the recipe. You know, I mean, but... Um, water and lots just, and
1: lots of sugar.
6: And lots and lots of sugar. And that's what the problem is. Sugar... And it's such small quantities of it, but people don't realize it's so much sugar in the foods we eat. Well, you I, know, if you look at— the-
1: I appreciate I appreciate your time. We're running out of time. Thank you for that thought. That okay. is good food for thought. Thank you uh, so much.
6: I, I did have one question. Go ahead. And I do apologize. Um, the last person uh, about the HBCU, mm-hmm. her name, what was it, Ann Pettigrew? Or what Nataki was Nataki Pettigrew. Nataki. She's okay. at HSC
1: Hamilton you- Southeastern.
6: Awesome, perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank love you. Love your show.
1: Thank you so much. Glad you called in. Thank, Thank you. you. Got some more calls, but I also did get a message this week, and I'm gonna go to the phones here before we get before we wrap up. But let me read you this message that uh, Jennifer Morris uh, sent to me on on my Facebook page earlier this week. By the way, if you haven't already done so, go ahead and like that Facebook page, Cameron Rodel, as well as on Twitter and as on Instagram. Jennifer says, "Hello, I love listening to Open Lines on Sundays." However. Several months ago, you had the director of Peace in the Streets, Ms. Hoskins, on. Uh, you told her you would like to follow up on her journey in helping the communities. This program uh, was awarded over a million dollars, and she is paying her employees $50,000, she says, to do nothing. Since she was on the air, uh, I have not heard anything about this program and what they have done to achieve so far. I am interested— Uh, because these nonprofits are spending the money in the wrong way. So I told Jennifer, you're absolutely right. We did have Shardé Hoskins, uh, Shardé Hawkins, I think her name is. And I can't remember who else from the city of Indianapolis, uh, as they were talking about putting peacemakers out on the streets. She's right. They are getting paid about $50,000 to be out there and be uh, peacemakers. And I did say I would like to have you guys back on later this summer to talk about what kind of progress you guys are making. And Jennifer is absolutely right. I will reach out to them and try to get them on coming up in September as August is now uh, come to a close. So anytime, just like Jennifer, you've got a thought you want to uh, send to me, you can email me, C-R-I-D-L-E at radio-one.com. Or, of course, go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I check it all, and I will respond. Jennifer Morris, thanks for always listening and sending me that reminder. With our five minutes left on the show, let's go to the phones. Caller on line three. Hello. Hello. You're live Hi. on the air. Who's this? This is Jill. Hi, Jill. You got about a minute. That's it. I got one quick question. Okay. About the school,
7: uh, what was it, the uh, loans? The uh, HBCU the College fund. Yeah. No, no, no. For the, uh, they're paying the school loan. Oh, loan. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, does that also apply for deferment when your, your school loan is in deferment? I don't know. They haven't said, and I know there's a website that and I by the way, this I'm glad you asked because there is a website that if you want your loans, um they're not just gonna magically wipe them out apparently. I was gonna get on that Great Lakes borrower service app that I haven't been on in about three years. Um mm-hmm. and see if things had disappeared. But apparently there was a website, uh let me see if I can pull it up. I I was gonna have that handy. There's a website where you have to go to and basically apply and they will um tell you um if you qualify, let me see where do you uh, apply to cancel student loans I'm just googling. Um, the President Biden said it um, during the during his address um, and I believe it's studentaid.gov. yes, it is studentaid.gov uh, and there's a, a loans forgiveness and so you can get on there and you can apply somewhere on there and then they'll answer all the questions and they can look at what you have and what you don't have and what they'll what they'll take care of okay thank you so much that's all i wanted all right thanks let me go to the, another call while we still have a little bit of time caller online one you have 30 seconds i think i i think they hung up or i hung up on them caller Online two you have 30 seconds good morning who's this this is
7: erica
1: hi erica you're live on the air i just had a question about the hbcu what does that stand for again? Historically Black Colleges and Universities. Okay, because the lady who was on the phone, she said that it just wasn't for us. It was for everybody. So, Well, yes. I felt it, like, go ahead. I,
7: you know, for us Black people, I felt like, you know, this is what we have. And now we're sharing it with people when other people won't share their space with us. <laughs> Excuse me. I just had to reiterate it because it, it's kind of wild that now that our Black colleges are for everybody not just us. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Well, so yeah, that's that's it. Well, I pre- I appreciate you calling and and then and on their point, they've got a lot of diverse students and by diverse they mean black students that mm-hmm. otherwise in those districts would not get any exposure to an HBCU. And so that's where they're coming from with it. But if anybody else along the way wants to come check it out, that's really what it is. They want to make sure that the, 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 the black students in Hamilton County aren't getting left out. Okay. All, so right. That works for me. All me. right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the call. All right, bye-bye. All right, the phone lines are still ringing, but it is 8:59. Um and so with that said, keep watching your student loan pages cuz I know some people are saying they're going to get wiped out, but but old Joe did say that there was a website that you'll have to go to and remember if you work in public service, meaning you are work for the government in any way including you're a teacher, um, you work in a school for a school district. You're a first responder. Uh, there is such thing as the first responder student loan. Uh, not, no, not first responders. It's public service uh, loan forgiveness (PSLF) um, that you can go and apply and help get your loans um, wiped out that way. And I believe that is still in addition to um, what uh, what Joseph has uh, done for us uh, here this week. So with that said, that is going to do it for this edition of open lines. Uh, we will be back here. Same time, same stations next Sunday, live at eight. If you missed any portion of the show, you want to go back and get more information. You can just search open lines, wherever it is, you get your podcast. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Muddle. I will be back right here next Sunday, live at eight.
2: It's time to take it to the next level. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Make the switch now to the new Hot 100.9.
0: The artists you love live here. What's going on? This is Drake. Hey y'all, it's your girl Cardi B. What's
6: up y'all? This
0: is Jack Harlow.
6: What's up guys? It's Doji Cat. Lock
0: us in on that number 1 position on your preset. We are in
2: these Hip Hop Station, the new Hot 100.9. 100.9. 100.9. 100.9.